True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here. You, you probably have no idea who I am. Fat, bald guy. Alongside my co-host, former Met. Give it up for Nelson Figueroa. This is our Mets podcast from the New York Post. We got Sarah McCrory here on the ones and twos. We are live from Catch Astoria. Shout out to Catch for having us here. A 9-11 fundraiser podcast as we raise money for first responders and families of 9-11. We drop two episodes every week, Mondays and Thursdays. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. We've had everyone on the show from Glenn Close to Hank Azaria to Mike Piazza to Doc Gooden, Terry Collins, Pete Alonzo. Go back and listen. But Figgy, we are here for a great cause today. Let the people know what we got available and why we're here. All the amazing things that we have available. First off, I have to give a shout out to everyone who was involved in putting this together. Mayra Echeverria, who painstakingly made everything by hand. The tumblers that you see, the, all, the prepared, all the work that was prepared and put into this was a labor of love uh, well into the wee hours of the morning. We have all kinds of auction items in the back. We have a Jacob deGrom signed helmet, which is gonna be important as we get the universal DH. We've got J.D. Davis signed baseball, Bernie Wells, uh, David Wells, Bernie Williams. We've got uh, Taiwan Walker signed hat. We've got all experience packages playing golf with Nelson Figueroa over at the Westchester Country Club. We also have a pitching lesson for four held by yours truly. If you have an opportunity to go ahead and bid, we're doing raffles to help raise some money. Remember, that's the reason why we're here, is to help raise some money. For those who have fallen 20 years ago, tomorrow, 9-11, was a day that lives in infamy for all of us. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're here, is to try and figure, to try and find a way to give back in remembrance of all our fallen heroes and victims. We have t-shirts that are coming, they're on their way. We're gonna try and raise some money with those as well. So if you give a donation, you can go home with a t-shirt. It's a design that I made 20 years ago, just revamped with the blue lights of the Twin Towers that stand where they fell here today. So having said that, we're moving on to the podcast. I'd like to say welcome everyone. Let's have a good time. Let's have some high energy, especially from the kids. It's okay to clap. This isn't the library. Yeah, let's go. Everyone clap. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hi. Before we start, I'd like you all to, we all like to hold a moment of silence for those that we did lose on September 11, 2001. We all remember where we were on that day. And uh, everyone, moment of silence here. The Mets and Yankees go into this Subway Series this weekend. Two beleaguered teams. The Mets coming off, losing two out of three of the Marlins. The Yankees can't buy a win. Uh, you know, they've lost six in a row. They lost the series to the O's. They got swept by the Blue Jays. And here we are, two teams in bizarre directions. The Mets five out. The Yankees, a half-game lead, which is suddenly evaporating. This is a big series this weekend, Figgy, for both these teams to try to get things right and try to get themselves in this playoff picture. 
Yeah, for the Mets, it's a bigger, it's a bigger task. It's a bigger challenge up ahead, especially with the Yankees coming to town. They're stumbling in, but you know the Yankees have a dangerous lineup. It'll be interesting to see uh, how this series will play out. There's going to be a lot of emotion involved. The fans will be a, a huge part of this. I do expect the Mets to continue to play. They seem to play up to their competition, which is unfortunate when you're playing teams like Miami and the Nationals because you're losing to these teams by one run. That's not good enough to make a playoff push. But for the Yankees, they're kind of letting the season get away from them, and that's not what they're trying to do. So Aaron Boone says they're fine. You know, the smoke and the flames that are coming out from the boat behind them are oh. just fine. But I, I think uh, this is a big series for both teams. You know what? Let's bring up a couple of special guests to talk about this Mets-Yankees series. I want everybody to go crazy here. Let's welcome to the stage, first off, one of the co-hosts of the Pinstripe Pod. He's been on the Yes Network for nearly 20 years, has won multiple Emmy Awards. He's a Yankees and Nets pre- and post-game host. He's one of the play-by-play -play voices of the New York Liberty. Let's give it up for my bald-headed brother, Chris Sheeran, come to the stage. Give it up for Chris Sheeran, everybody. Our other special guest is the other host of the Pinstripe Pod. This guy beat the Mets in the 2000 World Series. He is a four-time World Series champion with the New York Yankees from 1996 through 2000, where he won four out of five World Series. He had a filthy delivery and a slider. He was a 2001 All-Star with the Mariners. He returned to the Yankees in 2003. He's the ultimate roast master. He makes me feel short standing at six foot six. Let's give a warm welcome to one of the greatest relievers in baseball history. It's Nelly Jeff Nelson. Where are the Yankee fans? Any Yankee fans in the building? Let's start with you, Nelly. Double um, fisting. Yeah. <laughs> Nelly's very good at double fisting. Uh, Nelly, you always said to me, and you've said on both our shows, that you didn't want to come to the Mets. You were a true blue Yankee and never wanted to pitch for the Mets. What was it about the Yankees and what was it about the Mets that made you not want to go there? Well, because the Yankees win all the time, so I didn't want to go to a place that I wasn't going to win. No, you know, I had a chance to go to the Red Sox and the Mets, and I just, I retired as a Yankee, so I felt like, uh, you know, I couldn't go across the tracks. I had to stay as a pinstriper, I had to stay as a Yankee, and I wound up going back to Seattle where I played eight years there, so. Shearney, for you, you are an angry Yankee fan right now. You, uh, you have ranted on the podcast. I have a great time with you guys doing our... You know, if you're a Yankee fan here, listen to the Pinstripe Pod with these two. They do a great job. We've had a hell of a guest list. Shearney, you've had a rant a lot the last couple of weeks. Are you at rock bottom feeling with the Yankees right now? Is this the bottom of the barrel? We talked about them. You're like, would I rather make the playoffs and lose in one game or not make it? Where are you as a Yankee fan right now, Shearney? As a Yankee fan, I, I don't know where I am, really. When, when this guy to my left, to your right, played, uh, we knew where we stood pretty much all the time. We knew we were a good team. We were, we were going to get into the playoffs and make a deep run. This team 
is like a roller coaster, and that's the analogy that Nelly has used all season long, and it's the nail on the head. You don't know where this team is going to be. They could rip off another 10, 11 games, and you wouldn't know. But right now, they can't get out of their own way. They're too inconsistent. <laughs> One of the things about the Yankees and the Mets, and the biggest difference, of course, is as this Subway Series sh shapes up, right, the Mets don't have their front-line starters. Right. The Mets don't have, they haven't been hitting all year long. So for the Yankees, yeah, it's been a bad streak. But you know that the Yankees offense can pull out at any time, and that's what you need, really, at home at City Field with big of a crowd that's going to be in, in this weekend as the magnitude is going to be playoff atmosphere for both teams who may not make the playoffs, but one of these teams is going to try and walk out as king of New York for the time being. And I think the Yankees are getting in, guys. I think, what do you think? Do you think they get in? I think they get in the playoffs. I don't know how they're going to fare in that one-game wild card. Whether it's against the Blue Jays or the Red Sox, it's going to be difficult. And the way the Blue Jays are playing right now, Nelly, they might be hosting the one-game wild card. Yeah, hold, hold on, because uh, this guy right here, the Yankee fan from the Bronx, it's you and I against probably the whole bar, so I'm going to need you just in case. <laughs> well, just in case we have problems with any of the Met fans. It's you and I. Yeah, there we go. I want him on my side, by the way. Nelly, the 2000 World Series, as a nine-year-old, broke my heart when you, when you beat us. And it was the first year I was a full Mets fan. What was the city like in 2000? What was the atmosphere? And how cool was it to, you know, have that happen for the first time ever? Oh, that was incredible. I mean, I never, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of interleague play, but the one interleague series that I like is obviously the Yankees and the Mets, the Subway Series. So when we got to play those guys in the World Series in 2000, it, I always loved it because the city's so crazy. You see the news and you see houses on each side, neighbors, one Yankee fans, one Mets fans, and you're constantly, uh, you know, collecting memorabilia. You're seeing all the news and all the interviews of all the fans. And the Mets back then talked a lot of trash because we kind of backed our way into the playoffs. We only won like 88 games, 86 games. So we backed our way in and you had Agbayani, you had Turk Wendell, we're gonna, these guys are old, we're gonna, beat, we're gonna beat them in five and then we wind up winning in five. But, you know, I just, no, everywhere else didn't care, the rest of the United States didn't care, but as far as being here and playing the Mets in the World Series, it was incredible. Well, I, I just, first and foremost, I just wanted to uh, thank Nelson for, for doing this because uh, this, unfortunately, means a lot to me because we, my family, my town, we lost someone in the North Tower that day. I didn't know until that night. So this day, this remembrance means a lot for me, and I wanted to thank you for doing this here at Catch tonight. And the guy that we lost, the guy that we lost was my inspiration to get into this business. Uh, Christopher Moore Dinkoff, uh, he worked for Car Futures. He was in the North Tower. Uh, he survived the initial impact, but did not survive, obviously. Couldn't get down any of the stairwells. And I remember very vividly, we had a meeting uh, when he was in the business, before he went into business. And he made it viable for me, a small town kid from South River, New Jersey, you know, that's two and a half square miles for crying out loud. You don't know if you're ever gonna get out of there or do anything. 
and he made that possible for me, and that's why this means so much to me. So thank you, Nelson. One of the things about this whole situation and, and where we're at these days, what I'm most proud of is that although I didn't make millions and millions of dollars playing baseball, I have been able to donate way more than I ever made and helping to raise money with people like you guys who came out in support. Uh, please give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you guys. Round of applause for all the money that's been raised for, for a great your, cause tonight. Listen, 20 years ago I was able to spearhead, we raised over $500,000 for the 9-11 fund. The 9-11 fund of course turned into something much bigger than, any, than anyone would ever think. That's what exactly what uh, John Stewart went down to fight for for these guys. So that it's an indefinite fund that takes care of these families. But there are more people who are first responders, the tunnels, the towers, the tunnel, the towers organization. They do a tremendous job of helping and making sure that these families are taken care of well after the the fund can no can no longer help those. Having said all that. Being a New Yorker growing up in Brooklyn, New York, and being one of those kids who at 120 pounds when I signed my first contract with the Mets. What, what are you now, like 230? <laughs> About 205. Come on, come on. But it, it looked bleak, of course, but it, the idea was that I was going to be able to wear a Met uniform, and that was everything to me. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the steak at catch helped me. Uh, I, I think I'm back over two, 205. So we all grow up. We all have our reasons, and inspirations are abound. I had uncles in both the FDNY and NYPD who were there on the front lines. I didn't lose anybody that I knew personally, but I know someone who would def I know someone who has. In every walk of life, in every business, you always hear about the towers and when they went down. And how many people have the story of they were late to work that day or they didn't go in that day, they were off. Those kinds of stories resonate and continue to astound you 20 years later. So again, thank you very much. Again, this is for a great cause. The Subway Series is a different thing, but I think uh, we saw a lot of the playback last night on SNY about how the Mets dealt with it, and with Piazza's home run, there were a lot of emotions involved in that game beforehand. I was playing for the Phillies at the time, and it was a little different for me. Being in the Phillies, we were the first game back against the Braves. Scott Rowland hit two home runs for us that night, so while everybody sees Piazza's home run, I got to see Scott Rowland help us to beat the Braves the very first night that we played baseball. We have a special gift for Jeff Nelson here. Nelly, we have a little gift for you, courtesy of Figgy. It's very funny, actually. A gift? We have a gift. It is a tumbler with pictures throughout your baseball career. Wow. And I know you like to drink, so you could drink all you want in this. We'll fill it up with beer for you. The unlimited beer is on me. All beer is on Figgy. All right, so it's got Nelly. You're in a Dodgers. Dodgers, Mariners, Yankees, wow. high school. Uh, the mullet. The mullet. Oh my God, you look terrible wait, wait. there. Uh, wait, wait till you see the bottom left one. High school. What is look it? at the bottom left one. Bottom? Right there. Oh, when what I played left field. He played left yes, field. Yes, against the Red Sox. He Jeff Nelson left played left field, folks. You can't make it up. He's got the porn stash. Oh my goodness. <laughs> He's had every look imaginable. Nelly, this one's from Amazing But True to the Pinstripe Pot of You. And Shearney will give you an amazing but true shirt. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> 
We didn't get any cups throughout your did career. You, did but. you get any schmediums? Oh, yeah, schmedium. High, high school. Christ, look at you in high school. That's amazing. Well, I was like 10. Look at where your arm is. About to throw that pitch for crying out loud. Guys, we regard Nelly as one of the greatest relievers of all time. Let's give a round of applause for Jeff Nelson right here, baby. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> Louder! Yeah! He's a Yankee, but he's a good guy, and he was so fun to watch. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up with you guys with this. What's our prediction for the series? Who wins? Can they tie all three games? That's what I tweeted, that'll be a tie, but it can't happen. Uh, I think the Yankees take two out of three. I plead the fifth. <laughs> See, and that's very gracious of uh, Mr. Nelson here. Obviously, we're in Queens, and so uh, I'm going to have to go with the Mets taking two out of three. I think uh, if they hit a lick, they can be able to do something. I think the emotion in the crowd will help them a big time. Nelly, talk about playing for Joe Torre and what kind of manager Joe Torre was. No, you know, Joe Torre was probably, you know, I played for Lou Pinella and also Joe Torre. Joe Torre was one of the most calming managers because playing here in New York is really tough as far as media, the fans were, you know, they expected 100% all the time. But Joe Torre was one of those guys that he kept the clubhouse at ease. He really took the media away and let us go out on the field and do our thing. Yeah. All right, Jeff and Chris, we'll let you guys go. Give it up for Chris Shearer and Jeff Nelson, everybody. All right, Figgy, let's take him to the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy right now. Every week, Figgy will teach me words in Spanish, uh, baseball terms in Spanish. We do it in the theme of what's going on of the week. Let's start with rivalry. The Mets and Yankees is a rivalry. Let's start with rivalry. That's easy. Rivales. What is it? Rivales. Vivanes? It's an R. Rivales. Rivanes. Rivals. Los, los rivales. All right, that's not too hard. All right, never forget. Olvides nunca. A weenus Luca? No, a weenus. A weenus is your elbow. I don't want to say what rhymes with that, but what, what is it? Olvides. Olvides. Nunca. Luca. Nunca. Luza. Nunca. Luca. No, noon, like 12 o'clock, noon. Olvides nunca. There you go. Olvides nunca. Arrives nunca. Olvides. Olvides. Nunca. Nunca. <laughs> the Mets lackluster offense. Uh, it, there's a saying, eche la ganas. Eche la ganas. Eche las ganas. Eches las ganas. That is play with some fortitude. All right, let's, give, let's have Sarah give it a whirl here. Sarah's a better student than I am. See, Sarah's good at all this. Eche las ganas. Eche las ganas? Yeah. Eche las ganas. Eche las ganas. Too easy. All right, we need something harder, Figgy. Easy. Give me some hard words here. Some think hard, of hard words. Some, some hard words. Let's see. <laughs> think, thinking of poor Jacob DeGrom's elbow. That wasn't an elbow. I mean, we, we didn't even get into all the stuff that went wrong with the Mets this week. Uh, runners in scoring position. Uh, oh, God. 
Corredores en posiciones anotar. Who? Corredores. Corredores. Bonjour, monsieur. Je m'appelle Jacques. Je suis un grand garçon. Corredores en posición. Corredores. En posición. En posición. Anotar. Who? Anotar. Anotar. Notar. Like no note. Notar. Anotar. Corredores en posición. Anotar. Then we got a pen and paper. They, the <laughs> Mets are the only people who have a harder pro time with this than you do. Runners in scoring position. All right. Say it one more time. Corredores. Corredores. En posición. En posición. Anotar. Anotar. Good, good God. God. How do you say uh, good God? Jake Brown. Oh, good one. Jacobo Cafe. Jacobo Cafe is my Spanish name. All right, we're raising money for Tunnels to Towers, folks. Scan your tables, make a donation. Over $5,000. $5,000 has been donated. To families of 9-11. Nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you all for your donations. Thanks for coming out. Mondays and Thursdays, new episodes. Mets Yankees getting underway in the next 10 minutes. Yeah, Figgy, you know, Luis Rojas is gone in a couple weeks. He's pissed me off all season. He's been a terrible manager. He's overmanaged. He's undermanaged. He's mismanaged. He's done everything wrong in between. And the Mets have to go in another direction. I know you have a feeling you, he coached you a little bit back in the day in the DR, but he's been in over his head this year. He's made a lot of moves that made no sense. Pitching to De La Cruz the other night when a hitter that was hitting 108 was on deck made no sense. He's pinch hitting for a clutch Pilar. He's putting Mazika up for McCann, who's a 200 hitter. I mean, he's made a lot of moves that don't make sense. And, you know, I think even if the Mets sneak in, they're heading in another direction this offseason. Well, he was brought in here under circumstances that weren't ideal. Um, he's managed his way probably out the door. And that's unfortunate because he is a good baseball man. I think the players like him a lot. But they also, you look in that dugout and they're scratching their heads at a lot of the moves as well. So there's a learning curve. There used to be a learning curve in these things. Not anymore, right? We're in the days of instantaneous if he's the manager then you need to win the world series if not get rid of him and get somebody else who's gonna do it so this uh new owner is gonna have to take this team in a different direction possibly it's really been the offense all year long the lack of offense for this team to even be competing this late in the season a lot of things had to go right but it's very unfortunate how many things have gone wrong especially with the bats all season long and so the third hitting coach that comes in here can maybe help with a uh, better game plan, better strategy, better execution is what it comes down to by professional hitters. And there's not much, uh, much more you can do than that, than get rid of the whole team. So I doubt that's gonna happen, but the coaching staff looks like they're on thin ice. And you've been honest about Steve Cohen and his ownership so far. You said he didn't do enough in July. He's kind of been tweeting his way through the storm. He's gotta kill it this off season. And I know they say Sandy will be back one more year as president, but they've said they're going to get a new president of baseball ops. There's going to be a new GM, obviously. The Zach Scott saga, not good. There's going to be a new manager. He's got to knock it out of the park because, Figgy, the Mets aren't far from being a championship team. The young core is in place. you got the best pitcher on the planet. You have a young star in Pete Alonso. There's pieces there that this team can win next year. 
but it's going to take an overall in the front office, and it's going to take a couple of big-time moves that they didn't do last offseason. So Uncle Stevie's got to go to the Shabbat dinner on Friday. He's got to stir the matzo ball soup with millions of dollars and get some you know, star-caliber players in New York, and he's got to get a star-caliber front office. Shabbat shalom, Uncle Stevie. Yeah, no, no doubt I think that's what we're going to see is the, the reins come off a little bit this, this offseason. I think he's going to try and get some more stars in uniform. But, I, I mean, even the guys that were in uniform for the Mets, all 60, what, 6, 67? What are we at now? We're approaching the nice number of 69. We're at 65, I believe. We're four away, five away. So, so you have all these guys here um, in Met uniforms varying degrees of success and a lot of them that you were counting on did not even come close to putting up their normal numbers so a guy like conforto who knows if he'll ever be back Lindor's here for the next 10 years you gotta hope he's gonna be able to at least start out with a bang next year um he's played a lot better but it doesn't seem to be able to dent his average Baez has actually come alive ever since thumbgate um, you can see all the things that Some he does game. well. You see all the things that he does well and what he brings to the table. So do you bring him back? And, and is he a part of this team for the foreseeable future? So it'll be interesting where Steve sends the, uh, spends the money. But I know that the Braves went into this uh, trade deadline, and we played against the Braves recently, and you watch the Braves playing, and they have three different all-star outfielders playing for them right now where they didn't have those guys most of the season. So they made some moves to uh, strike while they got hot, and they took advantage of it, and the Mets just sat back and uh, tried to tread water, and it's not getting it done. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching the rest of the way, Figgy. The Mets are five back. The Braves have an easy schedule, but you never know. That's baseball, Susan. You never know what's going to happen. Bad, good teams, it doesn't make a difference. Last one before we start to wrap things up here at Catch a Story. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. We're a couple of minutes here from the start of Mets-Yankees. It's tough inside of a losing clubhouse. You were on a 2008 Mets team that was great up until September. They were fun. They were great to watch. The roster was stacked. And then you guys went on a tailspin. How tough is it inside of a, a locker room and a clubhouse for a team that is just getting derailed in the month of September? What was the feel like on that 2008 Mets, especially at the end there where they close out the season with a loss, they miss the playoffs, and they close out Shea Stadium. That was a depressing ending there. Yeah, uh, to be involved with that on, on all fronts where it was an utter disappointment. With 10 days left, we were planning on getting tickets to the playoffs for our families, where we were staying, which hotel, how long we were staying there, making all these great plans because we figured, okay, we'll win a few of these last games and we just cannot do anything right. We would hit and not pitch, pitch and not hit, make key errors in big moments and it went down to the last day and in a do or die game we weren't able to capitalize on it and the marlins were able to beat us and it seems like the marlins always they they get it up in september for the new york mets and find a way to keep them out of any kind of playoff contention so it, it is something that i never will forget because shea stadium was my first home uh my first love of baseball happened in shea stadium and to have a met uniform on when that happened and to see those doors close for the last time, knowing, well, not knowing actually for me if I would be there the following year in City Field. So it was a scary thought. I luckily was. And as I said, my greatest thrill in my career, I have bookmarks of my Mets career. My first Met win was in Shea Stadium against the Brewers. 
my last Met win, my last game pitch was a complete game shutout at City Field. So that always gives me a good feeling, a good sense of I was able to control what I could control when they gave me the opportunity and make the most of it. Everyone give it up for Nelson Figueroa for a great Mets career. He killed it on SNY. He's killing it with me on Amazing But True. We have a great time. Let's close out the show. Give me the round of applause. Let's go, let's go. Let's give it up for Catch. Shout out to Catherine. Shout out to the Catch family. Thank you so much for having us. Shout out to Sarah McCrory over here. Thanks to Maida for doing a great job. We have tumblers in the back. What is it? $50 for a tumbler. And you get to drink beer all night with the tumbler. And it all goes to charity. 50 bucks, unlimited beer. All you alcoholics and non-alcoholics, stop. <laughs> it's a Friday night. We're wrapping up the summer here. Summer's over. It's ending. Boo. Oh, come on. Come on. Debbie Downer over yeah, here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thanks to Chris Sheeran and Jeff Nelson for coming out here, our pinstripe pod host. Give it up for Sheeran and Nelly. Give it up. Thanks to all my friends who came out. Thanks to family who's coming out. I know Figgy, some of your family is here. Um, scan anyone's back with an amazing but true shirt. Uh, they won't find it creepy. It'll just come up on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Uh, you can follow the show, subscribe, rate us five stars, write a nice review. We are the number one Mets podcast in America, period. That's right. Screw the other ones. They suck. <laughs> We're better, better guests. We're the best. We the best. Um, so scan anyone's back. Donations on the table. Scan the code. Donate anything from a dollar to a hundred. My mom just texted me that she donated $100. Thank you, Mrs. Brown. Jake, thank you for raising money. It's Shabbat. Uh, I won't do my mom impression. We um, got the raffles in the back, guys. Take a chance to yes. walk around the back. Even Daniel, check out the Yankee baseballs we have back there. We've got Bernie Williams, uh, David Wells. We've got Pete Alonzo signed baseball. Uh, a lot of cool prizes back there. Take a chance with a raffle for 10 bucks. You can go home with a prize worth over $100, $200, $500, depending on which one you put it in. So, again, thank you guys for coming out. This is going to be a, a tremendous night, and it's just begun. And let's get to the playoffs. Can we get a Let's Go Mets chant to close it out? Here we go. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Who? Let's go Mets. Who? Let's go Mets. There we go. All right, let's close it out. Round of applause. Let's go. Let's go. That wraps up Amazing But True. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa, signing out from Catch a Story. Let's go. Thank you, guys.